Welcome to Sivako, The Road to Avatar. My name is Sean Alexander and I'll be your guide to the world of Pandora and beyond. And today I have a returning guest. So returning guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everybody, Nati Kamea. I am Albert from the Avatar podcast. I hope uh, you're all doing well out there. And we're at the most exciting time of the year. It's not just the holiday season coming up. Uh, it is the finally we're getting into the last release, uh, last week until the release of Avatar, the Way of Water. <laughs> we are, and um, I, I want to use that, uh, you know, that phrase of, of holiday, not just it taking place during the holidays, but um, I put this in my recent article, which is now under review for being shared by the uh, Canberra Times here locally. I basically talked about the levels on which Avatar is operating. Um, I said artivism, uh, art, altruism, you know, altruism, that kind of stuff. I'll get into that later. But the main thing with right now is that the whole, like the collectively exhausted human spirit after pandemic and war <laughs> and intense political times a couple of years back, like we're all so exhausted. So we actually are all going to take a giant holiday to Pandora together. Um, just to recuperate, you know, a bit of R&R with the Metcaina, like that's, that's the human spirit is is just going to collectively just like, get on our Ikrans and fly to hang out with the Metcaina, like it's operating on that level, Sean. So are you feeling a bit of that, like that, 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 like that feeling of, you know, having your bags packed and like ready to go on this like, holiday to like an alien beach, like you're feeling that? Yeah, definitely. It feels that way, but yeah, I feel like oh, we can shed shed the load a bit in a way to just be like oh, don't worry about other things going on in life, the world for a bit. Have a three hour break, and uh, yeah, just have a story that you can immerse yourself in without uh, thinking about. Well, this is the thing: Avatar is such an interesting one because you are thinking about real world things going on through the movie. But it's taking to a new place to experience that and maybe give you a new perspective on it. Yeah, I mean, where you're, that's beautifully and eloquently phrased, but um, it'll be a bit more than three hours for you and I. I think we're going to cross the 24 hours each. We're going to see this thing. How many times is that? So three times. I'm going to go at least six times. So maybe that's a whole day spent <laughs> on Pandora. Yeah, you get close. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But because, um, and that's not from like a, irrationally a fanboyish place it's it's simply because you know we're at a workshop these each what is it each frame takes like a data render there's literally it's impossible to take in the level of detail they've put into the world and the accuracy of the simulation you know um uh, particle simulation and all that stuff also the layers of the story like simply folks people listening out there like one viewing is like absolutely not enough you may as well watch three quarters of a movie like like avatar is is only complete if you really do those uh, book those return trips uh, at least to me how about how about yourself sean yeah it's definitely one i'm revisiting well i'm planning to see it a few times it's going to be really interesting to see it in different formats so my plan is there's uh i'm going to be seeing it in the dolby 3d but i also want to make sure i see it in imax because the imax screen seems to be uh showing a little bit of extra footage <laughs> either either end which will be nice to uh get a bigger scope of what's happening in some of those scenes Hmm. No, definitely. Um, but now I, I have to like, first of all, hold a mirror up to you of, of that amazing uh, opportunity uh, that, uh, you know, you yourself and um, an avatar guy, um, 
yeah man i'm so so happy for you and and what an amazing so yeah can you walk me through kind of what that experience was like for you guys yeah so um albert was mentioning this this is something that uh me and avatar guy we were over in uh london on monday which would have been the oh god i can't remember what the date was fifth or sixth of december so a few days back earlier this week and there was two events going on in london the first of which was forbidden planet was having a sign-in with the young cast of avatar as well as john landau absolutely fantastic i got there way too early i got there at like half nine in the morning and no one else showed up until at least midday so i was sort of standing there by myself having a little read of a book for a for a good few hours uh, but it's really good because there was a chance to like meet a bunch of people who I've been chatting to online for ages. Uh, a few of the guests from the podcast were there as well. So I got a chance to meet them in person for the first time. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to like finally put faces and to names and like, yeah, meet people in real life. And I think that's going to be a lot of an experience for a lot of people as well. Like they've made friends online via Avatar and now they can meet them in person to see the movie together. Absolutely, yeah, and and I saw that uh, you know Avatar guy, AG, whatever we're gonna end up calling. We're all in a year's time. We're all gonna have like fully integrated like Navi names. We're just gonna call each other by that. It's it begins. But um, so he had his poster there that um uh, that he had a few of the cast members sign. I believe also John Landau. Um, and and did you have yourself uh any kinds of encounters uh, with the the creators themselves? Yeah, so it's a chance just to sort of do a little sign in with them. It was great because I because I was the first one there. I got to meet them sort of like first and everything like that. They were fantastic. You could really tell you could like you could tell they were like so excited to be like doing this and you could tell they weren't really didn't feel daunted by it, which uh, you know, this is like a big experience for anyone to deal with. You know, you're you're about to be in like the biggest blockbuster of the year it's a lot of pressure and they seem to just be enjoying themselves with it, which is great. Oh, I'm so loving that. So um, just for the listeners, I suppose we're talking, uh, that would be uh, Trinity Jolie Bliss and uh, Bailey Bass and uh, um, Jamie Flatters. I don't know if yep. Brighton would have been there. Uh, Brighton wasn't there, but Jack Champion was as well. Jack, Jack, absolutely amazing. And then, well, that's so great, man. And um, yeah, how did it feel to, you know, uh, actually, let me, I suppose I should ask. So James Cameron and John Landau, they weren't there? John Landau was, he was there at the sign-in and uh, James Cameron wasn't there, but uh, there was a Empire VIP club, which is the Empire magazine for VIP club subscribers. There was a live q a that you could go attend and i was lucky enough to be able to attend that and that was another just fantastic experience it was just an hour's worth of uh, jim chatting about his whole life experience and little tidbits about the way of water and it was you know one of those things where you're just sitting there and the hour like flies by like you have blinked yeah I'm sure it would have, man. Um, and some some of the things that are coming out uh, in terms of quotes, which we're uh, going to segue into, I'm sure, about the absolutely stellar the reception um, from the you know first screening impressions. You're seeing um, yeah, all kinds of, of folks posting their their videos who have been able to see it. Um, I love those. I think John Roca did his you know out the theater reactions. Um, and uh, the, sh- the the Schmodown people, I can't remember his name. Yeah, Christian Harloff. Yes. Um, and and what I want to say is, um, we we are 
I, I, I had a, sorry to get a bit esoteric, but I had a feeling earlier today, Sean, of feeling like we're in a moment in history, like, like, like the film coming out already feels like history. And that's the, uh, that's the closest I could get to it because there is something so rare happening with this film, which I actually hope um, finds its way into board meetings uh, post Avatar 2, where they can say, well, Avatar 2 took their time. So let's maybe put that conveyor belt rushed out the window, rushed out the door filmmaking aside for a while, because we can definitely all of us point to films that have sort of um, succumbed to, to that kind of cookie cutter filmmaking which we talked about a bit last time i was i was on this wonderful show with you um and i am i'm really feeling a shift coming dude uh in terms of a a return to um a return to like deliberate and well thought out and well planned storytelling i mean people are there's a feeling from these people coming out of these cinemas of like oh this is what i've wanted i've wanted something extremely well constructed that i you know when you know how this is another tangential example, but you know how when you're asked to hold an infant, like there's a certain way to hold a baby to make sure that you don't hurt its neck or or, or stress it out or anything, and the only way to do that properly, like with an audience, it is to 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 learn the technique to 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 move quite like slowly and deliberately, and there's a feeling from everyone. I see the same look in everyone's eyes of like a child being held properly, (laughs) you know, like the audience is having their intelligence respected, their sense of um, what constitutes a movie meriting this level of, uh, you know, wonder and, and excitement and the feeling of an art form truly evolving like the Jurassic parks in 1993 and, and, and star Wars in, in, in 77, that is what film to me would was always associated with which was that pioneering spirit of like what can we do next and it's so great to feel it come back to life you know so many so many of these trailers have had this heartbeat in the background and i think that is also operating on a certain level of um you know this uh this regular cadence and again we talked about this stuff last time but I guess you can tail us off into some of these uh, social media impressions, man. Talk about them arriving like a drumbeat and a heartbeat. Like they're consistently coming. Like people are saying it's, it's has absolutely exceeded the original. Yeah. So literally Tuesday, just gone, we had the premiere in London, which I know everyone was so excited to finally know that it has actually screened to the public instead because it's sort of, yeah, it's still, even to this day, it still feels a bit of a pipe dream to be like, oh yeah, you know, Avatar 2 will come out. And yeah, now at this point, there's no going back. It's it's there. <laughs> so yeah, we've had the first reactions and a lot of people were getting like flown out to London or I think there was screenings across America as well. It seemed like I don't think everyone was in London for it. So yeah, we've seen some our first social media reactions. No full reviews yet. That's not until next Tuesday. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the ones that sort of jumped out to me. We had uh, Eric Davis from Fandango saying, "Happy to say, Avatar: The Way of Water is phenom- phenomenal. Bigger, better, and more emotional than Avatar. The film is visually breathtaking, visceral, and incredibly engrossing. The story, the spectacle, the spirituality, the beauty. This is movie making and storytelling at its absolute finest." Which is, you know, that's 
surely for anyone who was already kind of excited about the film, a review like that kind of covers every yeah. basis for what you want to hear. Oh, absolutely. And and they can you can see again in these social media um uh you know reactions like there's an urgency to want to articulate what they just experienced. And I posted something on our Instagram of uh it was actually Cliff and Philip, um, and it was Radio Um New Zealand asking them what their reaction was and they simply they said it, it's just impossible to describe and and it's very simple that's not hyperbolic or, or superlatives there it's because jim has said no we we went to the next level with like take for example the water effects right so we went we didn't just go to the next level we went five levels up like that's a quote that's going on around that's also in the production notes which i read on our uh, 32nd episode and um it's it's a genuine case of this isn't just people, you know, you know, fawning over something. It's it's simply because you haven't seen something like that. And I think Cliff Curtis said, like, I just felt like I was there because everything registered to me as as real. As you know, when for example, if you and I were on a beach right now, when you're at a beach, there's a thing that happens where it's like everything's very bright and glary and and you can kind of notice these very specific idiosyncrasies about like what it's like to look at someone standing on a beach. And when I see Tuk Tire, like, you know, Tuk, like Trinity Jolly Bliss, I see like how she, her, her feet like fall into the sand and how she kind of squints that way. And I think it's going to do what Jim is, has been talking about, which is like, we want to suspend that disbelief, you know? Um, and that's our job is is for that to happen organically, and we don't expect anything in return for you. For that, for us, that's square one. Immersing you is square one, and then we we only expect investment via our characters. And and John John Landau is saying this stuff as well. Have you been listening to some of those um uh kind of little blurbs? I tried to post as many of them as possible. Um, yeah, uh, like I, yeah, I find those sort of ones, those interviews with the cast, so interesting because you will just like hear little tidbits, which, you know, um, every cast member has a different experience anyway, but to hear, yeah, every cast member sort of having these glowing reviews of it at the experience of making it as well, which you know, Jim's not got a great reputation a lot of the time for previous uh, works in terms of like actor director relationships. I know a few people have said they wouldn't work with him again but i think yeah like now he's at the stage of life where he's he's a lot more mellow and he's more than happy to sort of like make this the experience that actors want to come back to again and again yeah i agree um another thing that came to me from this it's relatively short but t definitely check it out we've posted it ourselves but um on the instagram but go check out this uh, radio new zealand uh you know, back and forth. I, the reason why I, f I find it so, um, you know, so intriguing, it's because they're both so like, they're both actors, but you can tell that they're, they just, they're not even trying to fake how excited they are or, or to play it cool or whatever. And Philip said, like, as soon as I saw the film or the clip, I felt like I was there as in, as in, I, no, he actually said, I felt like I was back there, which I found to be so intriguing because as they're on the stage, sure, they'll probably see on a screen somewhere, maybe a um, a rough render, you know, there's the untextured models, they might see themselves moving a little bit, which I actually think, Sean, that as the production goes forward with these other films, that, um, you know, 
mid-performance uh, kind of render that the actor can see. Like I actually envision in about 2030 or so that, you know, an actor will be able to just fully see themselves like completely rendered, almost like a fully rendered shot. And But that's my tangent. But anyway, like the idea that the actor says that when I saw myself on screen, I felt like he had a, it almost like it tricked his brain into thinking I had gone, he had gone to the ocean and that he had gone on location and his, his familiarity, you know, this is going to get a bit Lynchian, but say you met, you met your doppelganger, <laughs> Sean, and he moved exactly like you, you know, and, and the nuances, the, the way that you kind of like scratch your nose or whatever, like Philip had a genuine moment of, of being disarmed by witnessing himself and uh, on screen and saying, wait a minute, that's me. I did that. Like I, I went to that beach and then he has to check himself and say, actually, no, I was in a volume. I was underwater. It was a controlled environment, but I love that it's fooling even the actors who were there, who, who would probably have the greatest access to the purest behind the scenes, like knowing how the sausage is made. If they're having that, that moment themselves of having, you know, being fooled in a, in the best way possible, that suspension of disbelief, I've never seen actors. I've never seen that look in an actor's eyes, and that's the actors. So just imagine what what's in store for audiences, Sean. Mm. Yeah, that's it. If actors are feeling that way, and yeah, like there's always this like kind of worry that there might be the disconnect between for for actors because obviously what they see on screen is obviously is themselves, but the fact that they could still see themselves in that performance is great because I always. You always think, oh, does the VFX change that for them? Do, do they not feel as connected to it? But I think I think that connection has stayed for them, especially for the young actors. They feel still so embodied in those characters and in those roles. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'll add to what you were um, sharing earlier in terms of, I think we're in the sharing of social um, media impressions. So on Slash Film, one of the ones I recommended, in our DMs. So Avatar The Way of Water, early buzz, James Cameron does it again in visually stunning and emotional return to Pandora. Um, and we have here from Courtney Howard, uh, Lula Maybell on Twitter, James Cameron and co deliver yet another riveting or inducing masterclass in world building with Avatar The Way of Water. Immersive, emotionally engaging and epically entertaining. It's a thrilling ride. CG artifice melts away where we're just watching the character's humanity steer. And Courtney, is a, you are a, um, a commentator after my own heart because, uh, and a human being after my own heart because I, she stretched that word count to, to, try, to, to articulate <laughs> as much as she could um, in that. And, and I completely agree. The idea of, as we talked about, the artifice, being so advanced now, Sean, that it is melting away, that it is starting to fool the eyes. I mean, we're calling them the infamous um, hands hand sloshing in the water shots that present in trailer one and two. It's actually Jake, you know, fastening his hand to the Surak harness. And many times it's, I, I see, I just see a human hand. I just, I see my, my mind is being fully tricked, you know, by by the authenticity of that particular minutia um have you had any similar moments yourself with any of the clips where you're like actually that's that's simply real to me not even hyperbolic or anything like it's just real it's that shot particular i think and you know what i remember i think it might have been it was this week but there was a 
uh, that little behind the scenes preview of some of the actual like physical props and that and they showed that physical prop and the footage was shown next to it and the, the melding of like reality and virtual reality like the vfx is so seamless that it does make you question like do, is that a point where you know is this still real or is have you just taken the physical object and then you know added the vfx over it with the water and with the the navi hands or is it just you know that impressive that you've been able to replace it all because of how far the technology has come to be able to yeah make this look so immersive beautifully expressed and i want to also again like we did this a bit in the pre-show just for uh the listeners edification um where podcasters we need to kind of usually keep a pretty steady kind of energy level um and not too many variances with the exception of maybe a couple of episodes where you know we're watching a trailer and we completely lose it but i just want to like just everyone listening now whatever you're doing first of all obviously make sure you're following sean on every possible platform and uh i'm i've elected myself as his like oceania region promoter so i will i will completely derail an episode of his own show to tell you this is one of the finest podcasts uh finest avatar podcasts out there um but okay so after that's been that pause has been taken i need to uh everyone take hands energetically just right now with the moment where are we are in terms of the filmmaking landscape and people like i'll just read this social impression to give this to give an idea. So this is Kevin McCarthy. So James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water is a monumental filmmaking achievement, striking a great balance between technical and emotional. The 48 frames per second 3D experience features some of the most jaw-dropping immersion I've ever seen. I felt like a kid again watching T2 for the first time. Astounding. So my parallel for that is watching Jurassic Park. And I want to that's why I kind of energetically everyone taking hands or whatever and like taking a moment to really relish these moments, which don't come around that often. In fact, they seem to be becoming rarer, but that's something that you can fully give yourself permission to feel, which is that a couple of filmmakers decided to, in the shape of a film, you might think it's just a film, but look at all these comments. People are saying, this isn't a film. This is an experience. It's, it's actually an art form taking the shape of a film, but using the, the the cocoon of that film to 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 be renewed and to 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 be capable of brand new things sean after jurassic park cg was never the same again like a certain level of fidelity was became the new benchmark and that happened after the avatar as well leading into thanos this is what's happening right now are you feeling that in the air sean definitely i feel we this is something that's been you know we, we bring this up on the podcast a lot and i imagine as well a lot of people go into this discussion that it feels like we're at a point now where filmmaking go, can go two different ways a lot of, a lot i think it can follow the sort of route that it's been taken these last couple of years and i think it's showing that people are becoming a little bit less interested you know the box office numbers are down like ticket sales are down things are you know, people are maybe get feeling a bit stale on what, what we've been seeing. Or we can, like, take the examples of things like what Avatar is trying to do, what Top Gun Maverick has tried to do, and a lot of other indie films like Everything Everywhere All at Once have tried to do in that 
it's bringing new fresh ideas to films it's being creative with the medium and showing you know there's ways to both be uh, responsible in terms of like what you are portraying on film but also to show your understanding of what film history is you know where did where did we come from and i think um i saw a fantastic like i I saw a tweet from, he's one of my favorite directors, uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, his tweet about Avatar to say, I say it again, Avatar 2, seeing it, you realize how long it has been since you saw a, and this is in all caps, movie movie. Yes, I was saying the same thing, like, oh my God, I cannot wait to, dude, um, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is like, again, another man after my own heart and and I after his, because I, I think about, that like yeah i had that exact thought that exact impression that i'm that i'm i'm feeling even ahead of watching it is that watching avatar the way of water will make you feel like you haven't seen a movie in 10 years or 13 years like a movie you know mm-hmm. and and <laughs> and and yeah man like when's the last time and sean be honest we are you know we're, we're a bit older you know um you know, and and the world has gotten a lot more. I guess you would say entitled, and and there's a an an immense saturation of content that you know we're spoiled for choice a lot of the time, and people have this scroll past attitude where they can be like, oh, there'll there'll always be something else, you know, wanting you know, paying for my attention. But when's the last time that someone said, you know, Sean, I'm not kidding. This is something you have never seen before and you need to go to the cinemas to see this. Like for me, it's been at least 12 years. It's been at least since the last Avatar to, to me. How about you? It's it's such an interesting situation for me because in, in the time between like the first Avatar coming out and this one, I've, you know, that my life has been completely different to what it was. I You know, as a teenager when the first one came out and now... I'm, yeah, like I'm, I'm 30 now. I am, yeah, like, and I've, I've gone and I've studied film at university and done, like, I've been trying to do a whole career in film and things like that. And it's sort of crazy to see. This is the first time I'm, I'm seeing this sort of moment for myself. You know, we've had things like Star Wars coming back, uh, and that was obviously like a big cultural moment, but it wasn't a. Uh, I don't think it. it it's interesting because I think it, yeah, that cultural thing is was there always for like the Star Wars for you know the Avengers, Infinity War, Endgame, but it wasn't the uh, it wasn't it wasn't the technical and it wasn't about like what Avatar can achieve and what it means and what it's able to be as a story and as a technical feat. You know, Star Wars and and Avengers doesn't have that to it. Yeah, and I'll I'll, I'll say this. What we're what we're what what it can be argued that we're discussing is is the difference between product and and art. And I I have here in my little spiel artertainment, artivism, and actualization. So, obviously, art, activism, and actualization all delivered through universally accessible like Trojan horse entertainment. Like you think you're just going to see a spectacle. I add here like you can just splash on the surface of it. That's fine, or you can dive deep and really appreciate the deeper philosophical layers even like the layers of, of world building etc so it, it really and that's what an ocean is as well it is that all of those layers you can stay right on the surface you can go deep as as deep as you want um 
but that's that's really the thing that is setting um this uh this this event and i love that and i'm fully behind that terminology of like the motion picture event of a generation like that is a mic drop and i i anytime i see that i love it i think the weekend actually he recently shared that in a post of his and it it is absolutely accurate and uh and that's what i mean and and when you talk about generation you it, that evokes also you know passing from one to the next you know and leap forwards in you know generations of i don't know iphones or or consoles sean do you know when we go from a ps3 to a ps5 or so p3 to ps4 to ps5 there's a little moment that you get excited of like okay so what are we going to be able to do now you know and and i had that feeling when i saw the unreal demo um and and unreal is is uh, you know i don't know if they're they're using it for frontiers of pandora which <laughs> hard pivot dude in like tomorrow like this by this time tomorrow a new trailer for avatar frontiers of pandora is coming out using the same assets probably a little bit down res i guess for inclusion in a ps5 game but that's a sleeping that people are sleeping on that game man it's i'm i'm actually fully predicting cast on stage in la with jeff Keeley. that uh, you have to take advantage of this buzz to to promote this uh this game um but yeah so we can take a brief little mini tangent about Frontiers of Pandora, if you like. Um, are you stoked about it? Yeah, I, this is one... I had an episode so early on in this podcast about Frontiers of Pandora. And, I, and along the way, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure we'll end up with like another trailer or something. And it's just been like dead silence since then as well. Like we have had no new information aside from the fact that it got delayed. And But overall, I am very excited for it. It's something that I know I'm going to get to when when it comes out and i can't wait to see what they do with it and i just hope that it is able to you know provide that experience people are looking for because people want to be able to ride their banshees there and i mean i with what we've seen from the way of water so far i'm sure people are going to want skim wings they're going to want to be able to oh ride give a me that surak oh yes can you imagine uh like with a you know but we really really getting close with the quest and apple's rumored 2023 headset very soon vr is going to be an ar is going to be ubiquitous in the house like just like you turn to your you know when you, you see your, your vr goggles you chuck them on the same way as you have like i don't know like a, a toaster or whatever it's just going to become something that every household has and you're you're playing frontiers of pandora let's say 2024 when they've like worked out a lot of the kinks maybe even done like a graphics re refresh leading into avatar 3 and you know who knows if they'll allow world sharing or whatever that me and you can just like just yeah like we'll sync up same way we sync up for um for podcast recording it's like let's let's go and explore you know you on your skim wing me on my banshee or whatever and like that's that's very much the hype that i that i um that i have for frontiers of pandora and i am totally comfortable with them you know embracing that cameronian spirit of like only release it when it's ready sean you remember the the quiet years like i would i i can't even count the amount of times i checked out and reread i read it over and over again the wikipedia article of avatar 2 <laughs> did you do the same thing mate just to see if there were any updates yeah, well, I mean, it was one of those things where every so often I'd just come back and be like, oh, okay, let's see what what's to do with Avatar right now. <laughs> and a lot of the time, there wasn't anything new. It was like, maybe there's the odd picture here or there. But 
for the most part, yeah, like we were just sort of in the dark. And yeah, life, I, I feel like a lot of people uh, during that time, life went on. You just sort of had that in the back of your mind and you'd be like, maybe someday I'll come back to this. And guess what? Yep, today's, yeah, we're getting to that point now where, yeah, we're going to get back to that. And I, I can't remember, I think it was another podcast I'd listened to uh, from I think it was uh, the basis baseless speculation, which I I'm a, a huge fan fan of. Um, they're really great guys uh, over in Australia. So and they were talking about you know there's people who you know when they finished watching Avatar the first time around, they got the Avatar blues. You know they they had that post Avatar depression, and then they just had to you know, carry on with their life for the next 13 years. And guess what? Now we're about to immerse ourselves back in. What's it like for those people coming back and being like, wait, no, I this is it. I'm back again. Like, I've got more to experience, more to live now. Yes, that's right. And and what's also very touching that in these comment sections, you'll see people saying like, oh, here, here's to the, here's to those of us who didn't, survive the 13 year wait because that's a mm. fair amount of time a lot of life can happen in between them um the the kind of yeah family you know uh john landau talked about this in the production notes is the one universal for all of us is is family and um the first film operated on that level uh, in terms of jake finding his family with the amantikaya but this is a literal family you know i highly suggest folks Go download the press kit. Just Google press kit Avatar The Way of Water. Read the production notes, which it was so fun reading those on episode 32. Extremely enlightening. Um, You know, what is it? Like Jurassic Park, Fifth Element, all of these DVDs. I remember just having the production notes as a DVD extra. And I want to say this, dude. Cameron gives me hope that there is a distilled like essence of the blockbuster and we are seeing like a certain level of you know billboard representation of like good morning america of like music videos i actually remember like like that evokes the 90s that evokes this this pinnacle time for for filmmaking and i think cameron you know ray actually had a moment i don't know if you're the missus had this uh for you but we were listening to the trailer for avatar way of water and we heard the trailer voice you know avatar like that and I, I I could have sworn that I hadn't actually heard that particular voice. And Ray was like, oh, yeah, they must have found him and gotten him out of retirement so that, so that he could, you know, give these like, yeah, I don't know, like early 2000s, late, late 1990s flavor to these epic, like, like... I don't know, man. Do you you remember back then, like the 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 the, the Titanic's, the 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 Phantom Menaces? There's just something where the electricity is in the air about something that you're just. It is absolutely preventing me, a 34 year old. I've been shot out in the army. Bunch of heavy stuff have happened in my life. I should technically be not as impacted by this. I should be hardened. I should be a bit wearier of the world, but. I think you can speak to this too, man. It is directly accessing that inner, you know, 11-year-old Sean, 11-year-old Albert, mm. and we're feeling that absolutely unfettered joy and positivity like nothing else had happened, like we, like like as though no years had passed at all from that, like, you know, quintessential time of like, you know, like be-all, end-all filmmaking. And 
it's really inspiring, dude. And and I'm so glad that you know, to, I'm so glad to be on this journey with you, man, because you you really we can, we don't have any notion right now, even send 7 days out of just how crazy this is going to be. I've made my official prediction i know you you did um, on, on your show i feel 3. like i need to change my prediction already <laughs> 3.3 I, i'm saying 3.3 3, uh and it's gonna be yeah like so we're watching the show it's watching for the first time um on the 14th episode 33 and i all throughout i know that i'm not going to be able to help myself from just saying that over and over because like i said um this is going to actually shock a lot of people. I mean, you know, like a kid who's never eaten like a slice of cake before and the, the, the parent like films them and they're like, yeah, this is my baby having like a kiwi for the first time or like a piece of chocolate for the first time. Dude, a lot of these kids nowadays, like they've never experienced this before, you know, mm. like th- this, this level of, um, you know, sit down and <laughs> shut up in, 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 in a loving way, like sit down, shut up and, like watch this like actual showcase of an art form evolving this isn't just oh let's go see the latest marvel movie and even then you can hear in someone's voice of like oh okay oh yeah you know ant-man oh you know another explosion like there is a there's a sacred yeah and again this is in the production notes they're like there's a sacredness to what's happening right now with um how much they've been able to capture i'll just get really randomly technical for people so on the first film they had standard definition cameras pointed at the actors faces so that's like maybe 720p right like yeah or, maybe, uh, i mean yeah. maybe a push 1080 at that, a push that's a yeah. push and now obviously i have an 8k people have you know can have 8k cameras in their pocket we're talking two of those cameras pointed at Zoe Saldana's face at all times with a streamlined rig, pure performance capture, like one for one, like again, five times. You hear that often people saying it's not just taking it to the next level. It's, it's five times higher. So I, I hope that I've impressed, you know, in my little spiel here (laughs) where I'm not letting, not letting you talk. I apologize of just the, the enormity of, of what's ahead and, Hey, I will let you. Do you want to revise your figure? Let's go. What What do you believe oh. will be the final gross um, at the end of its first run? So right now, I my I had the box office prediction episode was my last one, and I had yeah. it at I think it was two point six. Okay. Billion. Okay. Total run. Nice. Yeah. I think. Oh, see, I don't know if I want to wait till after that first weekend. Maybe I'll wait till after the first weekend to see if I want to revise okay. it. Okay. I think 2.6 right. is a very like impressive amount, considering yeah. no, nothing's hit 2 billion in a, in a, a long time now since, since the Avengers. Yeah, I'll tell you this. There's going to be something that happens to of the ilk of Awa has heard you kind of thing, which if you think about the last act of the first film, folks you remember it's a certain amount of them get together with mounted banshees and they put up a resistance but it's very clear that the idea outnumber them and then you just see this disproportionately large amount of pandoran fauna like rushing to help right so what's going to happen i believe psychologically and it'll be interesting maybe we can get psychologists on our shows to to break down how the human mind works this way but when you're in a group setting and there's a there's a, a a sort of avalanche effect occurs with people wanting like 
we're seeing this a bit with the World Cup nowadays. Like we want that goal. Like we all we all become of one mind and of one pulse. And when we start seeing, oh wow, we're about to break the record. We're about to cross three. People are gonna literally just get even um flippantly i'm not i'm not dude i will not put it past some people to just simply flippantly want to go and see the film again multiple times just so that they can know that they did it like we've pushed it historically over that three billion hump and i just think timed in with as i said us going on this r&r after a couple of really intense years you know Avatar did as good as it did as a as a first time IP without any recent conflicts or recent intenseness around about that 2007ish 8ish I mean you could say recession but nowhere near some of the subconscious stuff that humans need out of entertainment to to reset like we need that and because we are so desensitized because of our devices and like watching stuff at home we haven't really had that full satisfaction. It's like someone never fully drinking their fill or eating their fill for 10 plus years. So when they get a taste of, as I call it, real food, they're going to go crazy. Sean, they're going to be like, this is food. I haven't had food in 10 years. Like that's how I feel. And I don't think I'm irrational there. I think that's actually pretty backed up by a couple of different, uh, historical precedents and, uh, very solidly measurable factors. I mean, are you with me on that? Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see that reaction, whether the audience... And you know what? One interesting thing is, I've seen a lot of the critics come up and say, oh yeah, I've seen it already, but I've already got two more tickets booked, which I think that... I've, there's a few people I've seen and said they're already seeing it and they're planning to see it again, either another time or another couple times, because they there's things that they either missed from the first viewing or there was things that they felt like they want to focus to be able to focus on next time around. I remember reading one and it was basically saying that he was he was watching it and he got too distracted by a fish, so he felt like he missed the plot point. Which I think such such an incredible like sort of moment to be like. Yeah, like how how are you supposed to focus on so much when there is so much detail? And I think a lot of audiences might feel the same in that they'll be like, okay, I've seen this. Maybe you know, maybe families are like, okay, I want to go see. I'm taking my kids to see this. We can't we can't do this all in 3D for the first time. Some of the kids don't don't like 3D, so we're gonna watch it in 2D the first time. They go see it and they're like, man, great experience. But I feel like I want to. I feel like it's so pr- beautiful. I want to see it in the way that you know, James Carroll wants to see it, I want to see it in that 3D. And then they go back again to see it in 3D and they get a whole different experience that way. Absolutely. Um, and I can I can actually see a situation where, say, take, for example, a family goes, there is that moment of, wait a minute, this is more than, my, my, uh, my eyes actually physically cannot take in this level of detail on one viewing. And it simply is a matter of, I just, th- there has been so much put on, on the screen that we we want to have the full experience, right? And, you know, James, he said this thing of, um, you know, it's a three hour long film. Uh, I think an interviewer was like, okay, well, obviously, what if people have to, you know, way of water, so to speak, have to go to the bathroom kind of thing. And he's like, oh, feel free anytime. You'll just, uh, you can just come back, uh, watch the movie again and, and, and see what you missed. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I love that, like, well-earned bravado on his part of, 
knowing that uh, to have that complete experience, um, yeah, like it's it's uh, for me, it's un- it just doesn't register as. Um, and again, p- listeners who might be you know wondering like even though we're passionate sean and i with our podcast and stuff we're still rational human beings we're we're not dipping into that fanboyism to say this but when you when you literally are um experiencing something that you physically can't take in um on, on one viewing then it it prompts a second and third and and i've i've mentioned i think uh in our chats or whatever like the the five times we're going one for each film and then capping it off um with a sixth uh, at imax um so but i like that you've got a couple of different formats too um are you bringing different friends to each one or are you going to go with the same pack so my first view and i'm i'm taking my wife too so that's gonna be beautiful you know what this will be a perfect time to announce um i'm going to an early multimedia screening of avatar the way of water this is oh wonderful this is uh this is my first time like announcing it to to people on monday the 12th of november Oh, December, oh, you, you, oh, stop it. I'm seeing on the 14th. I thought I was seeing it. Look uh, at you, mate. Well, I'm high-fiving you. Well done. I'm so happy for you, mate. I will have my social media reaction on that Monday night. So that's going to be, well, Tuesday for you. And then yeah. by the time the embargo lifts on the next day, I'll have a review and possibly spoiler review out. So if po- if people are interested in finding out deeper details... Uh-huh. Yeah, I will have those for you. So that's kind of exciting. Like that's exciting for wow. me. I, this is what I wanted to be able to achieve with this podcast is to be able to, you know, be able to attend an event like this. Oh, and I'm, I'm so very happy for you that I was able to. Yeah, I was invited to one of these events. So I think you know what this is a great chance for us to do our final little thought. You know, let's get our final thoughts on. Yep. Yeah, like what do we think is gonna. What's it going to feel like for you walking out of that cinema next week? <laughs> oh, can you go for? I've been I've been chewing up air airtime, so go ahead and then All I'll right. go after you. So for me, I am excited that I'm going to be able to walk out of that cinema and feel like not only as like my desire to have more stories from the world of Pandora to to see more of the Sullys and more of this whole story Cameron's made. I'm excited that there's not only just more story already, but there's going to be even more possibilities afterwards. I don't mm. want it to feel like a closed book at that end. And I don't think it will mm-hmm. It will feel like there's still things to be explored again. Because that's how I felt like when I left the first Avatar. I felt like there was more that I wanted to see. And I'm sure mm. I'm going to feel that way again. Beautifully expressed. Also, again, folks, this guy's economy of expression. I am so envious. As you can tell, I'm a bit of a doddering kind of roundabout speaker, and you're so direct and just shouts out to you. Okay, so my turn. I'll go. Mm-hmm. All right. I, f- I don't think I'll be able to leave the theater physically because by then I'll have transformed into a Tulkun. As you know, my life goal is to become a Tulkun, a 300,000 kilogram tattooed cetacean. So what I mean to say, <laughs> what I mean to say is I'll probably be glued to my seat and not want to go. I'll probably want to see it again right there and then on the spot. Um, but in all likelihood, there's actually a bias. I don't know if you've experienced this or looked this up or a phenomena. Um, have you ever, Sean, left a film so impassioned and, and, and excited that you felt like you had one of the actor's faces plastered on your own? 
Oh, Have you ever felt oh, that? This is a this is a thing that I get a lot of the time, and I this is this happened a lot when I was at uni, where I would see a movie and I would leave, and I would be, I'd feel you know the vibe of the movie, I would feel it within myself, and yeah. Like, so for example, the one one that always stood out to me was Whiplash. When I saw that the first time at the fi- the cinema, I had that energy about me that both Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons had this sort of like manic. I was de- that determined energy they had, and I think that's some. I know this is an experience that a lot of people get, yeah, and I, I I'm sure it has a proper term. Is it? Does it have it a does. real word? It does. I will. I'll. I'll. Um... I'll bid everyone listening forth on their Googling journeys. I don't have it on me now, but it has something to do with having created just across the span of a story, a a genuine empathetic connection where you feel so connected to them that you feel like them. And I had this, I think one of my earliest examples was like prisoner of Azkaban. As soon as I left, I felt like Sirius Black. I just, I, I, anytime I would move my face, I felt like Gary Oldman for some weird sort of fascinating reason for me. I'll be nine foot tall by the time I leave this um, theater, man. I'll be, I'll be, it might surprise me, but I might feel a bit Quaritch-like. I might feel a bit, but probably Tonawari. I'll just be Tonawari-ing around the house. I will accept no one, no challenges to my authority. I'll just be crouching on all the furniture. No one will be able to stop me. But obviously I'm, I'm jesting there, but I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll uh, fully permit myself to feel that childlike excitement. it's all cleared with with Ray. She's going to feel the same way. We already know ahead of time that this is going to be very emotional for us because, um, you know, Ray's mom, who passed in February, big, big Avatar fan, and, and we watched it together. Little did we know it was one of the last films we'd ever see with her. So she, she her spirit is kind of contained in that sort of cinematic Avatar space to an extent. We know there's a lot of themes of motherhood in this one and, and um and yeah, and lots of, as you see in the synopsis, like the tragedies they endure. So it's going to be very heart wrenching. And I think, you know, with the weekend's music likely playing over the credits, I'll probably, yeah, straight up be in tears, I reckon, man. And uh, a nine foot tall, in tears, very happy, Tonawari face wearing, immensely honored and happy to have seen this uh, art form of filmmaking evolve. And the promise of that multimedia across you know, games, series like Avatar, like he wants to expand this. And he, he's already talked about people taking that mantle. We have a member in our tribe, Sophia. I keep saying you're going to direct six and seven. He's talked about six and seven. So Sean, are you ready to to basically make, this is your career now. I hope you know that, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, dude. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, if people want to listen and keep me, go, you know, if they want to keep this podcast, want to hear it again and again and want me to continue with it, I'm more than happy to keep going with this because this has gone from something that I did think would be a six-month project. You know, it was Road to Avatar. And yeah, it's starting to get to a point now where I'm like, no, this is this is growing beyond that now. I need to continue this because there's going to just be so much to talk about. And I feel like it's going to expand even further as well as a way to just not only talk about Avatar and James Cameron, but also just about filmmaking in general and the beauty that it can make you feel and how it can, yeah, influence your your way of life. 
you know this is this has been such a journey you know this, this yeah dude not only just for my podcast but for your podcast as well you have been yeah. running your podcast for how many years now is this one you want uh, this on is for? so since uh 2015 from the very start um but 2018 when we started getting into gear doing the countdown and stuff so either way it's a long time um but dude yeah i, I like just giant hugs across the podcasting waves obviously this is the last time we'll speak before you know seeing the film next time we speak on a podcast i dare say it will be after and giant hugs to you and the missus from ray and i have an amazing time at the cinema dude and uh cannot wait to catch back up you you on my show me on yours whatever man it's it's the journey has uh begun it's continuing let's do this yeah so yeah thank you everyone who's listening um albert do you want to just quickly do a quick plug to let everyone know where to find yours obviously you gotta let let the let the audience know well first and foremost you're exactly where you need to be on Sivaka <laughs> podcast all right um on youtube uh, and and you know podcasts and services but yeah for myself it is um you want to go avatar show on twitter uh, we are avatar podcast on instagram you can search now we just got added to um amazon as well amazon podcasts uh, spotify and apple to search the avatar podcast our latest episode is called making a masterpiece it is me reading through the official production notes of uh, avatar the way of water so you can check that one out and um but uh yeah we're most active on in the instagram and and you'll see me regularly sharing uh, Sean's content and generally wishing him and his uh, the very best uh, as we go along on this journey together. So yeah, man, good vibes. And I'm, I'm truly so pleased that, uh, that you asked me back on looking forward to the next time. Yeah. Can't wait. So yeah. Thank you everyone for listening. Enjoy the week, the last final week of non avatar right. way of water. <laughs> and we will see you on the other side with yeah next episode will be my avatar the way of water review so i will see you all then goodbye